Welcome, that was uh, Fats Waller. And uh, his rhythm. And Henderson Stomp, no doubt named after Fletcher Henderson. And John Uorks, opened, I, I think that's how his name is pronounced. Uh, we heard him covering uh, the Reginald Forsyth. I can never say that just because he's damn dentures. Forsyth. Uh, serenade to a wealthy widow. Well, this is Courtney the Old Codger. And this week, I don't know if you're aware of it, but this week inaugurates uh, the, the new WFMU schedule. Eh. Well, it feels different, doesn't it? It's invigorating, isn't it? Hmm. Someday we'll all look back and remember the dark, fretful, uncertain days of the WFMU summer 2021 schedule and wonder how we made it all the way through to September. I think the proper adjective is uh, intrepid or tenacious. We did this together. And by we, I mean me and my intrepid, tenacious, and marginally qualified staff. Now look, we have a new feature on the new schedule, new feature on the old Kaja radio program. You may remember, regular listeners remember a few months ago, I talked about uh, uh, George and Ira Gershwin's uh, forgotten brother, Zeppo Gershwin. Well, there was another forgotten Gershwin brother. Well, technically, he wasn't forgotten. Uh, I think he was largely ignored because he was such a hack. Well, if anyone knows about hacks, it's Gus Bodenheim. You might say Gus is an authority on hackmanship. He's devoted his whole life to it. Anyway, uh, Gus recently found a bunch of songwriting demos by this other Gershwin brother, they were stored in a barn uh, outside of Maranek, New York, and Gus purchased them from the barn owner. He convinced the guy that they were worthless and uh, that no one owned 70 RPM turntables anymore, so Gus got the entire stack of shellac for two bucks. Well, Gus uh, saw that it was just this lost Gershwin brother. He did some research on this forgotten Gershwin, and he found almost nothing. Uh, anyway, based on this lack of solid research, Gus has still managed to piece together a fascinating historical chronicle about this lost Gershwin. Uh, we will now share it with you on the Old Codger Radio Show on WFMU. Gus Bodenheim here with a program note for members of Codger Nation, our subscription-only streaming service. Perhaps a better word than streaming would be dripping, but of course I kid. Premiering on Cogenation this month is The Forgotten Gershwin, a look at the life and work of Rory Gershwin, the self-described talented one who spent a life of frustration in the shadow of brothers George and Ira. Extremely rare home demo recordings give us a glimpse into the life and art of Rory Gershwin, even in banal early works like the Ode to New York subway system, BMT, one might detect an arguable potential. Spring Street, Canal Street, Jay Street, Hoyt Street, don't forget Nevins and Washington. Dean Street, Utica, Ralph Avenue, etc. Taking a ride on the BMT. 
As the years went on, shockingly direct expressions of personal torment emerged in Rory's work. A series of failed marriages provided the inspiration for a cathartic series of mature compositions. I got a new nickname for you. Harlot! Harlot! Uh, Harlot! Perhaps in his frank emotional directness, Rory was a little bit too ahead of his time. For the first time, you'll hear the songs of Rory Gershwin's final years, when accusations of plagiarism were met with a characteristic, Sue me, who says I didn't do it first? You'll be the judge. Supposing there's no illness And supposing there's no crime Sounds nice, that much I'll grant you But how realistic is it? Don't you dare miss The Forgotten Gershwin. there's no bacteria Available right now on Kaja Nation. If not, we understand, but we wish you'd reconsider. Ay, ay, ay. Me. Mm -hmm. 
and tall, and that ain't all. He's got feet just like a cannonball. That's why I want him around, cause I'm the hottest gal in town. And he knows it.
Oh, that's all we 
Well, that was a wonderful soprano, Alma Gluck, and she sang, Have You Seen Butter White, Lily Grow. Sometimes we get real kind of artsy on this program. You know, we played on the fine arts music, uh, art music, whatever they used to call it, I forget. I don't listen to a whole lot of it. But the Brock sisters before that did bring on the pepper. Uh, Reginald Forsyth, got it, <laughs> and his orchestra did Lament for Congo as a hymn to darkness number two. Lil Johnson gave us the hottest gal in town. And before that, Gus Bodenheim. What a polymath he is. Such a talented announcer. You know, just doesn't do just commercials. He does storytelling, as we heard in his story about Rory Gershwin, the forgotten Gershwin brother. Well, that, that was, that feature was excellent. Or as the Spanish people in my neighborhood say, uh, Excelencio. That's a great, great name for a cigar. Rancho Malario Excelencio. Yes. Speaking of my neighborhood, uh, by the way, this is Courtney. Your guys are here at WFMU still on on Tuesday from 7 to 8 o'clock in the new schedule. Uh, so as I talk about my neighborhood uh, for the past few years, my next door neighbor, her name is Eula Hazelhurst. She, she lives with 29 cats. Well, she has a sign posted in her front yard. It says, hate has no home here. Where is hate to live? If hate came knocking at Eula's door, she would turn away hate. She would say, go away, Mr. Hate. Get out of here and go someplace else. Well, if, you, if Eula Hazelhurst had her way, hate would be homeless. Well, knowing how she feels about me, well, she, she does not like me, okay? When I have my cronies over in the fountain shanty, where we smoke cigars, we wet our beaks uh, on Sly Weasel bourbon, and we spin some baker-like platters. She comes to the window, and she shakes her fist at us, and she yells imprecations. Well, we think she yells imprecations. She doesn't open the window, so uh, we see her mouth moving, and she looks, well, as the composers might say, agitado. <laughs> so we presume she is issuing murderous maledictions. Look, you look, you know, I think she hates me. There's so much for the sign in her yard. I just want to say... Hate is welcome in my bunker and in my pouting shanty any time. If you need a place to express your hate, come on by. My cronies and me, we love hate. D does that make us lovers or haters? It looks like we have a conundrum. Well, I have suffered from chronic conundrums. Maybe I'll just uh, make an appointment with a specialist and have that conundrum taken care of. I think they use... Uh, laser beams, or something else these days. It's an outpatient procedure, as far as I know. We're back to the music here on The Old Kaiser Show. Now listen here, folks, that one thing show. I'll pass the wall right no more. Because the lead's all gone Oh, the lead's all gone Oh, the lead's all gone This time's a war right no more I lay down in my bed Just to write a line I could feel my old pencil Drooping, falling all the time Because the lead's all gone Oh, the lead's all gone 
I gets out of my bed down on the floor. I'd wind by more cuts of war, I know more, because the lead's all gone. Mama, I want to love her so bad. I lost all the lead in my pencil I had. Now the lead's all gone. Oh, the lead's all gone. Oh, the lead's all gone. The pencil won't write no more. I hugged and I kissed her all last night. Didn't want nothing doing, my old pencil wouldn't write Because the lead's all gone Oh, the lead's all gone Oh, the lead's all gone The pencil won't write no more You sure can tell when a man's pencil is wrong His mama's always tipping from home Because the lead's all gone Oh, the lead's all gone Oh, the lead's all gone The pencil won't write no more Now listen here, man You ought to know You can't write for that woman You have to let her go Because your lead's all gone Oh, the lead's all gone Oh, the lead's all gone Thank you. 
get that marrying out of your head It'll be a bachelor till I die Talking round if that will bring you fun But somehow I can't understand How one in one make one I like to cuddle near you And listen to you lie But get that marrying out of your head Be a bachelor till I die church bells how they scare me when they chime i've seen those married people just up and say goodbye so keep that marrying out of your head it'll be a bachelor till i die What matrimony done to better men than me I don't mind keeping company with the apple of my eye But keep that marrying out of your head It'll be a bachelor till I die Yes, that was Hank Williams I got a story about him in a second That was I'll be a bachelor till I die uh, Paul Howard and his quality serenaders with Reginald Forsyth on piano and in the California swing. Uh, Ruth Edding sang When You're With Somebody Else, and Bo Carter opened up that set with My Pencil Won't Write No More. And so, anyway, I used to, this is your character, Courtney, on WFMU. I used to host a radio show on a Tennessee station uh, during the 1940s. I forget the call letters. And a very young Hank Williams was a frequent guest on my program. He'd, he'd stumble into the studio, plushed to the scuppers, and he was always accompanied by his sleazy manager, uh, Colonel Tom Bodenheim. Anyway, Hank would shuffle up to the microphone, and uh, he'd begin strumming, and then he'd sing some new song. He was just a kid. Uh, and I, I often helped him with his song titles. He could write a good song, but he gave them really lousy titles. So, so he had this new song, he called it, he's going to do the song here, it's called What You Got Cooking. And I said, Hank, that song's not about a pretty lady who can cook. It's about a pretty lady. Why don't you call it Hey Good Looking? Well, he thought that was a great idea, so he changed it. And it became a hit. I gave him other titles. I recall the circumstances, but uh, not the details. I'll have to uh, consult my index cards where my memories are stored. Uh, as soon as I can remember where I stored them. I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, meanwhile, uh, moving along on the program here, in our legal battles against the forces of evil, 
who represent, the frog who shall not be named. Uh, the, the legal battle has escalated, but the judge handling the case has prohibited me from discussing these proceedings in public. So once again, we will not, tonight, we will not be airing a soundtrack from a major motion picture starring the amphibian who cannot be identified. By the way, the guy who's on after me, Devin, told me last week he's going to have an interview with the frog. And he, I just walked into the library there, and he tells me, oh, the, 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 the peeper representing the frog canceled the interview. So there will not be an interview with uh, the frog, who, who shall not be named, uh, on the program after this one. Yeah, anyway. So uh, instead, we're going to have another soundtrack from a major motion picture starring Betty Boop. It's called uh, Service with a Smile. Now, many people have wondered about the name Boop. Where did it come from? What is the ethnic derivation of Boop? They want to know. Well, I looked it up, and it's obvious. Well, she's Jewish, okay? Just just look at her. And it's, so in, in Yiddish, a babka, a boobka, a boobka is a sweet pastry, and Betty is quite a tasty dish. Then in Hebrew, um, abib, a boop means spring or flower. Betty is a young budding beauty. In Aramaic, uh, babe means a gate or a doorway. Betty is a gateway to fun and excitement. And in Yiddish, uh, bab refers to a bean. Betty has a very large one. In fact, if you've seen her major motion pictures, you'll know that Betty Boop has no neck. She just has this monstrous cranium resting atop her shoulders. Anyway, I hope this explains to you the derivation of the name uh, Boop. And, and now here is the, the soundtrack of the major motion picture starring Betty Boop. It's service with a smile. Just a minute. <laughs> oh, a mess. 
little boy was wild about a little girl who found it out. She tried to play so hard to get. You know, he hasn't even kissed her yet. He comes around and she turns him down, comes back again and hangs around, waiting for one kiss while he pleads like this. Oh, give me a little kiss, will ya, huh? What do you wanna miss, will ya, huh? Gosh, oh gee, why do you refuse? You know I can't see. What you got to lose? Oh, give me a little squeeze, will ya, huh? Why do you wanna make me blue? You know, I wouldn't say a word if I were asking for the world. But what's a little kiss between a fella and his girl, huh? Oh, give me a little kiss, will ya, huh? And I'll give it right back to you. It's been a year since first they met, and he hadn't quite, he hasn't quite succeeded yet. A month ago, why, he held her hand, and his patience, well, I can't quite understand. That they're engaged don't mean a thing. He's in a rage when he takes back his ring. Gives it back once more while he starts to roar. Oh, give me a little kiss, will ya, huh? What are you gonna miss, will ya, huh? Gosh, oh gee, why do you refuse? You know, I can't see what you've got to lose. Oh, give me a little squeeze. Will ya, huh? Why do you want to make me blue? You know, I wouldn't say a word if I were asking for the world. What's a little kiss between a fella and his girl? Oh, give me a little kiss. Will ya, huh? And I'll give it right back to you. And then she says, give me a little coat. Will ya, huh? Sable or mink or goat. Will ya, huh? You know, my poor hand, you're as bare as anything. I could stand a little bracelet, maybe a diamond ring. Eh, give me a little car. Will ya, huh? That would be mighty nice to do. A packet or a Lincoln or a Cadillac sedan. I'll even take a roll and you can add a chauffeur man. But don't you give me a little Ford. Will ya, huh? Or I'll give it right back to you. One afternoon not so very long ago, the old Kaja had a dream. A dream too repulsive to recount, but at any rate he was awakened from it by that damn mariachi music they keep blasting next door. And that's when, coincidentally, he had what passes for him as a bright idea. Having already reimagined his Powton shanty as a Powton hostel proved lucrative. But what if? What if he could establish a network of Powton shanties where men of all old ages could go to seethe, brood, or wallow in a familiar discomfort far superior to mere comfort? Introducing Air PS, which is no windy afterthought, but an entirely new concept in cash-only, curmudgeonly sequestration experiences, where the only pronouns you'll need to memorize are me, myself, and I. 
In partnering with a network of similarly superannuated pinch pennies, the Kaja licensed the cloning of his rickety redoubt in locations throughout the lower 48 and Guam. Not a detail has been overlooked, with each potent shanty doppelganger furnished with an attention to detail that would satisfy the OCD of Stalin himself. The very same black and white TV, AM FM tube radio, and rump sprung ratty couch that old Kaja uses. Even the same exact posters of Ukulele Ike and Josephine Baker, authentically recreated by the grandson of a Del Barton associate who is good with the computers. You'll never find a bottle of bourbon less than half full, and our clever plastic bag clip keeps the chips at a level of near freshness that'll make you sigh and say, figures. Come savor the get-away-from-me of your dimmest dreams, tear a page from Conrad Hilton's hospitality and its discontents, and call Air P.S. Discover how truly dank and peevish a staycation can be. Take me to that little 
who's coming out after me is pointing a gun at me because I'm out of time. I'm running into his show. Sorry about that, Devin. Sorry. Uh, Marion Harris, that was, with uh, There's a Lump of Sugar down in Dixie. Uh, Whispering Jack Smith saying, give me a little kiss, will you? Huh? Uh, Freddie Kaufman and his orchestra with the clock and the Dresden figures. And we heard a great soundtrack of the major motion picture, Academy Award-winning major motion picture, Service with a Smile. Starring the great uh, Jewish actress Betty Boop. So, this is uh, Courtney, your codger. I am the spokesman for my generation. Because I'd be asked one left. Anyway, I'll be back next week playing more 70 RPM records exclusively during this hour. Stay tuned for David. This is uh, WFMU, East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope, in New York City, in Rockland County at 91.9 FM, and online at WFMU.org. Shipped it all the way up, you see, in Francisco. San Luis Obispo. I helped St. Francisco.
You are listening to Morricone Island on WFMU. I'm your host, Devin Levins, here every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. We remain at that same time on the new schedule, and we'll continue to play the soundtrack hits from the past, present, and future. This week's special guest, William Tyler, joining us to discuss his first ever film score, and it happens to be for a great director. That is, of course, for Kelly Reichard. The film is First Cow, came out uh, just last year, officially, right before the pandemic, I think like March 6, 2020. And Merch Records has released the soundtrack digitally back on the date of the release and on vinyl just last summer. It sold out, but they're pressing more. Due back in uh, stock in November, I believe. We'll be listening to a bunch of that soundtrack and discussing uh, the collaboration as well as hopefully get into a little bit of his solo release work as well as some of his time spent back with uh, Lamb Chop and Silver Jews and his collaborations over the years with numerous people. I mean, Will Oldham, Bill Frizzell, Charlie Leuven, Michael Cronin, etc. The list goes on. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Devin. And where are you? You're in, are you in L.A.? I'm in L.A., Great. yeah. Let's discuss the film a little bit. Maybe not everybody has seen it or heard about it. Uh, it's directed by Kelly Reichard, but a lot of her films kind of deal with the, the great Northwest, Portland, Oregon, around there. Um, and this one's no exception either. It's set 200 years ago, you know, the early uh, 19th century, 1820s. It's about two travelers. One's uh, more or less a skilled cook. That's John, is it Magaro? Is that how you pronounce his Actually, name? I should know that, right? Something like that. <laughs> Magaro? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, he was in Carol and Orange is the New Black. You may recognize He's him. He's in a lot of films. But yeah, they're traveling west in Oregon to seek their fortune, I guess. And he finds himself cooking for a bunch of burly, aggressive fur trappers, beaver fur trappers. And uh, he comes across a uh, Chinese immigrant who's sort of running from uh, some past troubles and they become friends and they concoct an idea to uh, make some money (laughs) out of uh, the first cow in the land so not to give too much away Um, but so you got brought in to to work on this and it's interesting because it's uh, it makes sense I think for you for you and your style of music so how did you get involved and then maybe how did you set off in the onset to just approach it I initially was approached by another filmmaker friend Michael Tully He is really good friends with Anish, who is one of Kelly's longtime producers. It was kind of one of those emails I got out of nowhere in March of 2019, I think, or April of 2019, where it was just like, hey, uh, Kelly Reichardt's producers want to talk to you about working on music for her new movie. And it was like, that's a dream. I moved to Los Angeles in 2017, and I've been here on and off since then. I still kind of go back to Nashville. So I'm not quite bi-coastal because we don't have a coast in Tennessee yet. But uh, <laughs> It's coming. It, yeah. <laughs> that's another interview, Devin. I'd love to get to do a movie about that. Um, but, you know, I came out here. It's kind of funny because it's like, you know, most Westerns, this one included. I guess this is a Northwestern. But this, you know, most Westerns are about like some sort of aspirational aspect of capitalism and imperialism which this one is but like you know moving out west for me you know was explicitly to get more work just in general but definitely in film and 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 I'm still trying to figure out how you like get into this world so to speak even though I technically am because I did a soundtrack because it's like if you haven't done one before you never get the work 
and then eventually somebody right. has to give you your first shot. And it just so happened that totally, for whatever reason, I mean, it does actually make sense in, in a way because just Kelly and I have a lot of mutual friends in the music world and film world and um, Ira and Georgia being some of them. 